Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Fantastic weekend for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll tell you how fantastic in just a moment. This is inside, well, it's inside Indiana sports now, but really Breakfast with Kent brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. Call him, 317-849-2933. He's been my dentist for the last 28 years. Make him your dentist today. All right, the Colts, they didn't play had the bye week, so there was nothing to lose for the Colts. Only things to gain if the teams that they're vying for a playoff spot with lost, right? We were rooting for the teams playing against the Chargers, playing against the Bills, playing against uh, the Raiders, playing against the Bengals. Some of them came through, some of them different. Enough came through that if the season ended today, the Colts would be the sixth seed in the playoffs. Four division champions get into the playoffs and then three wild cards. The Colts right now would be number two among the wild cards because the Bills lost to the Bucks. It seemed like that game was over. It wasn't. The Bills came roaring back, forced overtime in Tampa. Tom Brady wins it in overtime. Good for the Colts. The Bengals, they lost to the 49ers in overtime. That was really good for the Colts. The Raiders, they lost to the Chiefs. That was kind of good for the Colts. It was good for the Colts in that the Raiders took a step back. It was bad for the Colts in that the Chiefs took a step up. And the Colts, right now, you know what? There's a chance, there's an inkling, despite the fact that the Titans lost to the Jaguars, that if the Colts could find their way to the top of the AFC South, they could really move up that seed chart if... Teams like the Chiefs wound up taking losses. The Colts, they've got a chance this weekend to hang a loss on the New England Patriots. Patriots, the number one seed right now in the AFC. The Colts with a chance to take a shot at Bill Belichick and hang the first loss uh, for the Patriots against the Colts since 2009. That great game when Melvin Bullitt made the stop on fourth and two and Bill Belichick blanked. It was wonderful. What a great night. 
that we still remember it and that we still cling to it as a great moment in Colts history is really kind of sad. I got to tell you the truth. I need more great moments like that so we can kind of flush that one, move that one down the line. I want a great moment to come this Sunday or Saturday night against Bill Belichick. Five teams right now in the AFC are tied at seven and six. Among them, the Colts have the highest placement in the playoffs because of their uh, conference record right now. That's the tiebreaker that's really, really important. And that's why this game on Saturday night against uh, Patriots is really key. Because if you lose, you open the door for the teams behind the Colts to usurp their position in that AFC conference record uh, kind of tiebreak race. Don't want that. Can't have that. A loss also would drop the Colts to uh, seven and seven. And if the teams behind them, immediately behind them, at uh, in in the tiebreak at seven and six win, then the Colts are going to have a tough time getting into the playoffs. This is really a crucial, crucial game. Right now, they have a sixty-six percent chance to make the playoffs, a three percent chance to win the AFC South. With a win over the Patriots, the Colts' likelihood to earn a spot in the tournament would bounce to 86%. With a loss, it drops to 46%. That is a 40% gap between, hey, we make it, hey, we don't make it, and that's a big deal. This Saturday night is an absolutely, historically huge game for this franchise. Because if you make the playoffs you can really make a statement that the, the franchise is moving in the right direction. If you don't make the playoffs, it looks like you're backsliding with Carson Wentz as the quarterback. And you can make excuses for it. And you can say, hey, look, you know what? We had a lot of injuries in the beginning of the season. We had guys with foot surgery and all kinds of problems. So we didn't make it. We're going to come back next year stronger, better than ever. The roster looks good. We got camp space, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear any of it. Either make the playoffs or, or you know what, shut up. Uh, you, you got to make the playoffs if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Phillip Rivers was immobile. He was a statue last year who delivered, who delivered the ball on time and on target a lot. Carson Wentz was supposed to be an immediate upgrade. You need to get to the playoffs and show that kind of growth. Or the fan base got to start rubbing our chin and saying, hmm, maybe this isn't headed in the right direction. Make the playoffs. Um, how do you beat the Patriots? You prepare for everything. And then you realize that the one thing that you don't prepare for is the thing that Belichick's going to do defensively in order to stymie you. So you've got to be prepared to adjust very, very quickly. You think he's going to put nine in the box, he's going to put none in the box. You think he's going to put none in the box, he's going to put nine in the box. You think he's going to blitz from here, he's going to blitz from there. You've got to be prepared for everything. He is the ultimately creative coach in the NFL, despite the fact that he's really, really old and been around the block and everything that you would think he could possibly do is already on tape while well, it's not. On Saturday night, we're going to see something in all likelihood that we have no anticipation of seeing other than we anticipate seeing something that we've never seen before. So I guess we are anticipating it. Uh, you got to play 60 minutes. If you leave the door open, he's going to run through it. 
And you've got to, speaking of run, you've got to run and run and run. The Pats rank 19th in run defense. 114 yards per game is what they yield. 4.4 yards per carry. Uh, they are number one in offensive drives, ending in a score at 48.2%. Uh, they are number one in defensive drives without a score at 74.1%. They are really, really good at doing what's necessary to win football games. They are undefeated on the road. But when you look at their road opponents, the, the reason for that becomes relatively obvious. They've beaten the Jets, the Texans, the Panthers, Chargers, Falcons, and Bills. So out of the six, you've got, uh, you've got two that are really pretty good teams. Uh, Indiana beat Merrimack yesterday. Okay, you're supposed to beat Merrimack. What they did is they out-rebounded Merrimack at a level that's kind of historic. Merrimack only had 16 rebounds in this game. Uh, Indiana had more offensive rebounds than Merrimack had rebounds. Jordan Geronimo yesterday, 13 points, 13 rebounds. But So everybody's all gaga about Jordan Geronimo. Here's the thing about Jordan Geronimo. Three turnovers. Indiana yesterday with uh, 17 turnovers. Against a, a, a bad opponent, and, and that's what Merrimack is. Merrimack can't compete with Indiana. Against a team like that, Indiana is always going to look good, right? The great plays are going to outnumber the bad plays. But here's the thing. Against a quality opponent, the good plays, the great plays, they're going to go away. They're going to be erased by the superior athleticism of the opponent compared to the athleticism of a team like Merrimack. The bad plays, they're still going to be there. And, and they're going to be exaggerated a little bit compared to a good team. Against bad teams, you're going to see great plays, right? Great plays going to be gone. You're going to see bad plays. Bad plays portend more bad plays against a good opponent. I think maybe that's a better way to say it. So don't pay any attention to the greatness of yesterday at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, but pay a lot of attention to the plays that were not great. And Jordan Geronimo made some of those. He is an elite level athlete who has to learn how to play basketball. I was really hoping and continue to hope that Mike Woodson and that coaching staff is gonna be able to get these guys to understand the game at a little bit higher level and, and understand how basketball works fundamentally. It's not a one-on-one -on -one game in college basketball. It's a team game, it's five playing like this going up against five, hopefully playing like that. That would be a good thing. Indiana has got to figure out a way to channel that, that kind of, hey, we're all role players. We're all going to do what we're supposed to do at a really high level, and we're going to avoid mistakes. Mistake avoidance is the biggest thing. When talent is equal, the team making the most mistakes is almost always going to lose. And that's the way college basketball works. And Indiana has to embrace that, has to understand it, and move toward a style of basketball that is going to mitigate mistakes or it's going to get beat by equally talented teams. And in the Big Ten, you're going to have a lot of teams that have an equivalent amount of talent to Indiana. 
Uh, next game, Notre Dame, Saturday, 2.30 at the Crossroads Class. I can't wait for the Crossroads Class. It's one of my favorite days of college basketball every single year. Notre Dame, by the way, on Saturday, just bounced Kentucky, beat the University of Kentucky at South Bend. What a great game, right? It's just wonderful to see Kentucky lose. Still, I get a thrill every time Kentucky loses. Uh, Purdue yesterday beat NC State in overtime, 82-72, down six with under two minutes left. Sasha Stefanovic goes off in the last 220. He scored 12 points for the game. In the last 220 regulation plus overtime, he scored 12 points. Didn't score a single point the previous 37-50 or 37-48. Then he goes off. He lifts Purdue to that win over NC State, which was absolutely kind of mandatory after Purdue had already lost earlier in the week. They're going to lose their number one ranking to Baylor. Could not lose that game yesterday to NC State. Matt Painter looked agitated during that game in a way where I thought, well, these guys, either they're going to find a way to win this game or Matt Painter is going to host an inhospitable practice. And, and show these guys that they have got to find a way to refocus their attention on winning games. They did over the last uh, over the last seven or eight minutes of that game, including the overtime. They get the win by 10 over NC State. Butler beat Eastern Illinois 66-54 Saturday. I get worried about a game like that. Butler's got to play better against a team like Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois is historically bad on the offensive end. Marty Simmons' team... And Eastern Illinois is really not good at putting the ball in the bucket. And you've got to beat a team like that a little bit by a, a few more points than 12. Uh, the Pacers, Golden State tonight at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Golden State 21-5, of course. Uh, they've got Steph Curry scoring 27.1 points a game. Andrew Wiggins, 18.5. Jordan Poole, 18.2. Who's Jordan Poole? You remember him from Michigan. Right, he is a 28th overall pick in the 2019 draft. Jordan Poole's terrific. The Pacers, they got some chaos going on. Uh, Miles Turner talking about how he's a glorified role player here. Yeah, that kind of talk, and I get it, and I love it when guys are honest. We want guys to be honest. They're more interesting when they're honest, but for the love of God, when you're making $18 million a year, and granted, in the NBA, that's you know middle-tier kind of wealth. Just shut up and play, right? Play the game and enjoy yourself, for God's sake. You're a starter on a reasonably good team. Everybody is a role player in basketball. And then Kevin Pritchard talks about how there's no bona fide star on, on the Pacers. Everybody just shut the hell up. Why are you continuing to talk, whether it's Pritchard or Miles Turner or anybody? Be quiet about that stuff. Nobody wants Paul George back. Nobody wants Victor Oladipo back. Get people in here who are thrilled to be here and want to play basketball at this level for this team and make that kind of money. Complaining doesn't get it done in Indiana. This is a go-to-work-and-shut-your-mouth state. So let's see the Pacers do that. Being a role player on an NBA team, you can make a lot of money and have a really good life. Not necessarily a bad thing, Miles. Shush. Colin Sexton, evidently a potential target for the Pacers. Sexton, why do we keep trading for broke guys? 
Colin Sexton's got a torn meniscus. It's been surgically repaired. He's going to be out the rest of the season. Why do we keep targeting these guys? Let, let, let's go get a healthy player. How about that? Is he healthy? We're interested. Oh, he's not healthy. He's out for the season. We'd rather not talk about that guy. This isn't brain surgery. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Chris Gall, happy birthday. The great Erica Sylvia, happy birthday. The great Scott Masteller, happy birthday. Kevin Kelly, Justin Kirby, and the great Jeremy Smith celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is done best with uh, an honest and specific compliment. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to talk more about the Colts, what they need to do against the Patriots. Huge game, and an early game this week, a Saturday night game. Strange timing. How does that affect things? And we'll talk about the Pacers some, too. Uh, We'll preview the Crossroads Classic, which is just going to be great. I'm so sad that this thing's going away. We'll talk about it a little bit later today. Hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go have a great day.